This is Game Level Learn, a podcast for parents, students, teachers, school administrators, professors, and anyone else interested in game-based learning and gamification in education from kindergarten to adulthood. Join us as we discuss card games, board games, tabletop role-playing games, and video games, and how those games and their mechanics can be used to transform teaching and learning. Welcome back to Game Level Learn, episode six of season three. My name is John Cassie, and I am joined as always by my dear friend and co-host. Tracy Wozenegger. Hey, Trace. Hey. It's been a long time. It has. Yeah, we've all, we've both been dealing with either professional and or health issues. Ooh, I mean, not, I, I mean, not your health issues. issues, yes. Yeah, but. Being, being busy, having a trimester end, you know, these are. The highs and lows of teaching. Right, right. It is what it is, right? Right. Yeah. All yeah. good campaigns come to an end. That's right. <laughs> right, right, right. In this case, they come to an end on November 23rd. And get right. grading. <laughs> right. And get your comments in. And get those comments done. Right. Get and, writing. Oh, and get ready for trimester two. Oh, right. And you have you have 36 hours to do all of that and plan for your brand new trimester. Right. Go. Get your act together. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, folks, sorry for the, you know, for the delay between, uh, you know, episodes four and then five and six. Uh, sorry, we sorry. are, we are, uh, we are committed to being on a slightly more regular schedule for the second half of season six. And, uh, you know, in our last episode, we discussed the, the challenges of, of designing what we called an adventure session, which is simply to say, how do you do uh, a gamified and or game based role-playing scenario that lasts about 45 minutes or an hour right you know or or maybe 80 to 90 minutes if you have a very long block in block scheduling right and uh you know from that comes this episode the theme of which is how do you manage your plans for what you want to accomplish and what your players are going to do and choose, right? So this is a little bit about structure versus agency. It's a little bit about what my friend Chris from uh, the name of the pod, our Babylon 5 podcast, would call first contact with the enemy. Yes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. As he, as he says over and over, as it says over and over again, I've been game mastering for 35 years I've been game mastering my wife for 20 years, and I have yet to come up with a plan that isn't totally ganked by her within 10 minutes of starting the adventure that right. leaves me backpedaling and wondering how the heck am I going to get what out of this? What just happened, yeah. Right, what just happened, right? And so, you know, you know look, folks, in, in, in this context, if you've chosen a role-playing modality... To do your game-based learning, your gamified instruction, that's all about player choice. Right. You have to be ready for that. Um, I'd also say, like, some of my most memorable moments in games have been those, oh, you had a plan? <laughs> right? Someone goes exactly. totally nuts, does something totally unexpected. Right. But right. it still fits in the game. Right. If your objective is still clear. Right. And the player's working toward that objective. Right. 
it shouldn't really matter if someone goes rogue. Right. As long as they're still trying to meet the objective. That's right. The plan has to both accommodate your objective, but also be free form enough and flexible enough to accommodate a choice that you hadn't anticipated. Right. Right. And that's tricky, folks. Right? Very tricky. Right. Which is why when Tracy and I are speaking about game-based learning and gamification on this podcast uh, with colleagues at conferences, etc., we're always going to come back to this notion of play all the games. Right. Okay. Because until you've experienced being a player in a properly well-run role-playing game, you might have a hard time seeing it and you certainly will have a hard time appreciating it for the great opportunity it presents to the learner. Right. And the, you know, the learner as player, the player as learner, right? Because oftentimes those kind of moments that you're describing, Tracy, at least in my experience, are when real wisdom about whatever you're doing right. yes. em- em- emerges, right? Like, yes. I've got this crazy idea. What happens if I try it? Yeah. You as the game master, you as the teacher, you as the person structuring the experience, you can't shut that down. No. Right? No. And to be clear, we're talking about, you know, the responsible risk, right? I have an idea. Yes, of course. About the, we're not talking about the kid who is, you know, undermining the whole experience or... That's right. To play or something like that. We're talking about the kid that's still playing within the structure of the game, um, but has done something that you know you didn't anticipate anyone doing, or that you weren't prepared for anyone to be doing. Right, right. And and the 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 hard thing about doing this kind of gamification, because this whole season is about role playing game based gamification, right? right? The hard thing about it is that it is open form. Right. It is meant to be free and liberating. It is meant to engage the deepest critical thinking capacities of your students. The challenge, of course, is that when they are thus engaged, you are thus engaged. Yes. Right. It's going to be terrifying. (laughs) Right. It will be. Right. It totally will be. Do Um, you feel terror? That's normal. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. How was your day? I was terrified. Oh, carry on then. Great. Everything's yeah. going fine. <laughs> Everything's going as, uh, you know, accustomed to plan. So, you know, we've talked about uh, adventure design. We don't need to do that again, right? Right. The point here is that a really well-designed, gamified adventure scheme is going to have structure. It's going to have a through line. It's going to have a beginning, a middle, and end. It's going to be backwards designed as a learning experience. Mm-hmm. We want you to get to here. Okay. Right. Yep. It'll provide players who have an adequate imagination and skill set, but are not role-playing geniuses, an opportunity yes. to make choices that are sort of low-hanging fruit. Right. Okay. Because you will have designed that. Okay. That's right. But you are going to be able to flex with the student and students 
who are really outside the box and who are really capable of taking it in a very different direction. My character would do this. Yes, your character would. Tell me how that expresses itself in this learning in this learning context, right? Yeah. When I was, you know, working with you, Tracy, in my very first year back in 2012, I did a course on the election of 2012, okay? Yep. Okay. And it had as one of its features uh, these kind of game break-ins that I would do where I would divide the class into sort of Team Obama and Team Romney and I would present them with a challenge, right? And some of the students were uh, were really quite capable of getting into the headspace or the imaginative space of what it might mean to be the Secretary of State or what it might mean yeah, to be to role play that and what would they do in this situation right right yeah and and i would let them range broadly as long as it was within the character mm-hmm. right like barack obama would rarely verbally gaff right okay right. he would he would sometimes do things that were gaff like but you know he has this kind of you know too cool for school kind of vibe, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Whereas the player playing Uncle Joe, you know, right. Joe Biden, <laughs> right? You know, if if he came up with sort of a weird little zinger, right? Right. Then I would usually allow it. Yeah. Right? And, you know, uh, 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 they, they would often struggle with a very open-ended, well, look, the, the North Koreans have just done this. Do you care? You're going to make a big deal about it? Are you not? Right? And in order and in order to sort of simulate how these things work, you you guys can both leave the room, go to go to your separate spaces as Team Romney and Team Obama. Um, I'll give you 6 minutes of of actual time to prep. But but but, but I'm like You know get. what? You know what? Air Force 1 is in the air. It's going to land in an hour. When you come down those stairs, journalists will be there and they will ask you. You must have an answer. And I'm only going to give you this much time because that's all the time you'd have. Right. And and having to do that and then shape other identities within the administration or within Congress or whatever. Sure. Right. Um, and good grief. There were at least a dozen occasions where. Governor Romney's team or the president's team would make very strange <laughs> decisions, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay. You sure? Yeah, that's what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, what happened? Oh, well, if you did that, nothing's going to happen straight away. Three other things are going to happen, and then the consequence of what you just did is going to happen. Right. Right? So you have to... But what you know, a great way to learn, right? Correct. Correct. Because... You know, you if you say something screwy and you're the president of the United States. Yeah. World markets listen, well, the dollar collapses. Be, there yeah. used to be consequences. <laughs> yeah. Quite. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um But that's isn't this what we want from our students, right? We want kids yeah. to take risks, to be creative, to be imaginative. This is this is the place, right? While we yep. have them, while they're still students, 
where it's okay if they take that risk and it doesn't work out perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Right, right. And a, 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 a well-designed adventure will give players an opportunity to make some good choices and it'll give them an opportunity to make some bad choices. Right. 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 And that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, of course, the way you do it is to pay attention to what we talked about in the last episode, right? If you design a really good adventuring session, it will have all of these features that are sort of embedded in it, right? A well-designed adventure has a perspective. It knows where it's going. Right. There's an it, end point. There's an end point, right? Yes. The same is true of a well-designed gamified learning experience. Yes. Particularly in a role-playing set, set uh, you know, kind of a context, you know? Right. Um, Tracy, you've played a lot of role-playing games. Yes. Yes. Have you game mastered a lot at this point? Uh, yeah. I was just yeah. at PAX game. I was uh, GMing for um, Chaosium Call of Cthulhu again. Right. Right. Yep. I yep, because that's D&D your jam. At school. Yep, I run a D&D game at school for faculty and students. Are yep. you kidding me? No. Oh. I thought we talked about this. No, I had no idea. Yeah, it's okay. three, three students and um, two adults. Oh, my God. We, get, we play once a week. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> we're That's right awesome. In the middle of, we're right in the middle of Banquet of the Damned um, right now, which is like a little break-off. I, I inserted it into Curse of Strahd. Yeah. Um, shout out to How We Roll Podcast for that idea. But yep. um, last week we had pie for the pie contest. It was beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right? Uh, and of course, you know, listeners, this, this conforms to the play all the games. Right. Right. You know, I'm sure that uh, when we get to campaign design, you know, a couple of episodes yes. away, Tracy will be able to sort of discourse at length about what it's like to game with colleagues and students and the way that you can see the way they're developing. Oh, yes. As thinkers by virtue of playing the game. And then it sort of expresses itself as critical thinking and creative thinking in the, uh, you know, in the classroom. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Okay, you know, sorry, I sidetracked us. Go it's on. all good. So, yes, so you, you've you've you played a lot. You've GM'd a lot. I yeah. have played a lot and GM'd a lot, right? Yeah. Talk to me about derailing players. Players that derail. How do you, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, so because that's a that's the problem that the gamifying teacher is going to have yeah, to deal of with, right? And there's lots of different types of derailers. Um, there's um. There's the person that, you know, everyone else in the party knows that we're done here and it's time to move on to step two, <laughs> right? And they just can't let it go right. for some reason. I had this at um, PAX Unplugged. I had a player who was convinced there was something still in that house. <laughs> you know, even though I said in a million different ways, there's nothing left in this house. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Without just saying, there's nothing left in this house. You know, right. everyone else is outside the house twiddling their thumbs, and this player just insists on, like, rechecking every space. Right. Um, And, you know, in that case, what I did was I went through it with them. You know, it took me just five minutes, which I decided was worth the time. Right. right? Um, Just to ease their mind that they hadn't missed an important clue. Um. You know, I let I let them make a couple of rolls. 
you know, okay, you search this room again. There's there's nothing here. You're very certain there's nothing here. You found everything that you need to find. Yep. Um, in the house, it's time to to move on. Um, <laughs> Call of Cthulhu has a really interesting mechanism. Okay. Um, called making an idea roll. Okay. Um, it's based on your intelligence um, in the game. Not your actual intelligence, your intelligence in the game. Quite. Um, so when players get stuck, right, I think another way that games sometimes get derailed is, you know, what you've thought were the most obvious clues in the world or like, <laughs> right. you know, this NPC told you something really interested, but for some reason no one's buying it. Yeah, um, right, right. Or they're not interested in that adventure. Um, so in Call of Cthulhu, you can make an idea roll. And if you pass, your character has an idea about something. Um, and depending on the character, that could be something really subtle or it mm. could be something not so subtle right. about what their idea is. Um, and then you have, um, I have not had the experience of playing with anyone like this, but um, it's a fairly common term in role-playing games, the murder hobo. Um, the player that just wants to go around and start fights and murder everybody. Right. They're not there to role play. They're not there to solve whatever objective that you have decided is the objective or what the rest of the party has decided the objective is. They're just there to mess with everything. Right. Um, and I have not experienced that. I'm, I've been very lucky. Um, so I haven't had a chance to figure out how to stop a player from doing that in the game. Um, do you have any advice about that? Because I, you know, I could see a teenager, especially, oh, this is so dumb, I don't want to do it, I'm just going to mess with your game. Yeah. Um, you know, how do you get that kid on board? How do you get them on side to I, participate? Yeah. Uh, it's very hard in a, in just a, 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 just a regular game session Yeah. to manage that kind of player if you've inadvertently invited them. Right. Okay, which sort of tells you the solution is to make sure that they're not in your game, right? Yes. No, really, because if you're, you know, when 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 I do role playing, I'm trying to bring a level of Oh yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying to bring a, you know, a, a, a prestige television. Right. Right? You know, I don't want to do your sort of normal BS, right? Right. I I want there to be an investment. Yes. Not in rolling dice, but in making decisions and building relationships and yes. having experiences that are really meaningful, right? Right. Uh, otherwise, oh, why do it? It seems to if me. If you can get a good role-playing group. Oh, Praise the Lord. The mo- I somehow found myself randomly in the best role-playing group ever. Yeah, that's awesome. It meets online. Yeah, it's like yeah. the heavens opened up. That's right. That's right, it- yeah. Four random people get together every two weeks, and it's amazing yep. and perfect. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know, I I must have told the story to 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 go off on a slight tangent here. I must have told the story about the first time I played the Quiet Year, where have you? it was maybe not. Okay, so the very first time we're at or we're at Gen Con. All right. Okay. I'm there with my friend Chris, who you know. Yes. And um, my friend Bill, who you do not know. Don't know him. And Bryant, who you don't know, okay? okay? But all together, we're all about the same age. Mostly we're the ones in our friends group who ends up being the GM. 
Okay. Okay. So a okay. group of GMs. A group of GMs are. playing yeah. this very <laughs> intense yeah. story experience that's all about community. Yeah. Uh, you know, okay. There's at least 120 years of game mastering experience at that table, right? Right. We are fully invested all yep. in 100% right yep. from jump. And when we're done, it's like four and a half hours have passed like yep. in a minute, right? Yep. And we're it's like... beautiful. We're like, that is the most profound role-playing experience I have ever had in yeah. my whole life. Now, right? So now I feel like we're like humble bragging, not even humble. We're bragging about we found these amazing groups. We've been in these amazing games. Right. But look look what you just said. Yep. Tons of years of GM experience. Right. Right? I've been role-playing for a long time now. I now. have no doubt, yeah, that the GM of this game has been GMing for a long time. The two other people that I play with are in it, right? Like, we're all in it. We're role-playing. No one's embarrassed. Right. Right? You can't – you're you're just in it to do it. Right. That doesn't happen always when you start. That's right. That's so right. So don't – if you've never role-played before and you, like, <clears throat> show up someplace to play a game of D&D and you're feeling nervous and you don't know what to do, that's totally fine. It's totally normal. Right. Um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And in fact, you know, it's 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 back to the point that you gotta you gotta play to develop your gaming literacy. Right. 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 It's one thing to go back to our season two and listen to us talk about Seven Wonders or Mysterium or other games you can play right out of the box. You know, that's that's your level one gamifying teacher. Right. right? This season is really about stepping it up. Yeah. Right. And you know, you you get you manage players who derail your murder hobos your uh your navel gazers right <laughs> right who are like well you know i just can't make up my mind about what to yeah. do it's Come like on. give me a break yeah. chop chop make a decision make a choice right? i got loot to find yeah right. mysteries <clears throat> to solve let's go right i got <laughs> mysteries to solve go 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 right um you you just you don't play with those people you know, you understand right. in your local meta of other gamers who is toxic and you keep you don't you don't you don't interact right. with them. Right. But in a class, you can't do that. Right. OK. So the way you manage it in class is set a clear expectation. Manage your expectations. Don't design a campaign until you've successfully designed an adventure. Right. OK. Do one thing at a time. Take small bites, okay? And make sure that your students understand that the point of play is to make the learning playful, okay? Give characters to students that have integrity. Then let them customize it a little bit. Right. Don't let them build the character from scratch, okay? And we've talked a little bit about different game systems you might use as models, right? Yes. You know, you need to, oh, you need a couple of stats. You need a couple of this. You need a couple of that. And that's all you need, right? So give them identities that are very narrow. And Especially for a single session. Totally, right? Yeah. And make sure that 
you give rewards, whatever you think are appropriate, right. for keeping within the context of the character, right? right? Because the character should be aligned to the learning objective. You don't need the Senate Majority Leader in a role-playing game about Jane Austen. Right. And you certainly don't want Mr. Darcy in a role-playing adventure. Yes, uh, I do. You do. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> but you don't want him in a lesson that's ultimately about pandemic disease. Right. Right? Because right. We they don't... We want stats that match the learning objective. We want the character <clears throat> built to be successful at right. the learning objective. <clears throat> right. In my experience, it's not like recalcitrant students who who balk at this kind of thing. They're often the ones who are to dig this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course. Where, where you struggle are with the sort of rules followers. Yes. And the I want to I want to do right and get an A and yes. be good. Who I don't want to get the wrong answer. They don't want to get the wrong Is answer. Is this the right answer? Well, there's no right answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they get kind of bound up. In their desire to be right, as opposed to you know the 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 need to be playful, right? Yes. So you've got to think about how do you how do you in your discipline and with your kids measure what critical thinking looks like? Okay. Yes. What does it look like to try a thing, come up with a hypothesis, doesn't quite work, take another whack at it, try it again, roll some dice, make some mistakes, right? You have to reward the mistakes. Right. Because that's how role-playing games actually move the story forward. Yes. I got that right, so it opens this door. Yes. We got these things wrong. It closes this door, but opens this other pathway. Right, or told right. me something that I might need to do. Right. Oh, I didn't... Differently, I, or... Yeah. Yeah, I didn't anticipate that... I thought this was going to go in this direction. It might have if if the hotel keeper didn't decide that you guys were a bunch of tramps. Right. So now rather than getting what you need through a legitimate channel, you have to go through a kind of black market channel, right? And of course this works in both in both directions, right? Your black market uh contact uh you know, didn't like your shoes. And so now you have to find your way to get a legitimate channel to give you the information you need, right? Right. Um, All of these things kind of work work to a piece. The the trick is players are not going to be derailed in an adventuring session if they know from a learning perspective where they're supposed to go and how you're going to evaluate it as a learning experience, right? right. right? Um, So there's still going to be a mission write-up or a final challenge, right? And this is where maybe your sort of escape room modalities are going to come into play, Yeah. right? Uh, So you get this piece of information from this legitimate channel and you defeat this opposition and you go to this house and find this thing, right? And then at the end of the day, they get to open a variety of envelopes. Right. Right. And if they open it correctly... Inside of it is the A they've all been wanting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right. 
But failure to accomplish that means that you're going to use their reflective journals or, you know, or an objective assessment or some other kind of thing to make sure that they actually got out of it what you wanted. Right. Right. Um, if the reward at the end is really thoughtfully designed and intentional and it fits what they're doing, it's going to motivate players. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think yeah, it's, this is probably more important in a campaign, but even especially if you teach longer class periods, you know, if we're talking about um, 70, 80 minute or longer class periods. Yep. Having rewards throughout. Yep. That are meaningful, make sense with the game is also going to help to motivate students. Right. There need right. to be successes or what the students view as successes along the way so that they feel some, right, that they're doing some things right, that they're, that they can actually accomplish the goal. Right. 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 <clears throat> One of the games that you and I have played and that I still GM is a game called Numenera. Yes. One of the great things about Numenera is that um, experience points are a kind of currency. Okay. Yes. I can give you an experience point to let me do something to your character. Right. You earn them if you do something particularly interesting. And in any time an experience point is given or earned by a player, that player is given another experience point to give to one of his fellow players. Right. Right. So imagine a reward system in a class with, uh, you know, 15 people. You've got them divided into three groups of five, and you're giving them problems, and you're moving back and forth between three groups, right? Something like that, okay? It's a lot of work for you, but it's not so hard for them. You know, okay, here's the scenario, and you're in this circumstance, and you need to decide what you're going to do next and go. I'm going to go down to the next group. You're in a different part of town doing something totally different, but it opposes the other two groups. Right. Right? Okay. Imagine a situation where you tell these groups, the group that earns the most experience points in this adventure session, and you earn them by adequately role-playing your character, coming up with interesting challenges defeating bosses in strange ways, executing your skills, bringing in learning that we've done in past sessions, right? Here are eight things that I really want to make sure that you can do, right? Uh, You know, uh, uh, research on the internet about uh, political positions. Uh, Demonstrate that you understand metaphor. Use this particular piece of chemistry equipment, on and on and on, right? It's whatever matters for you, right? Each time you do one of these things and you can show me, you're going to get an experience point from me. Anytime you play your character appropriately, you're going to get one. Whichever group gets the win, I'm going to take that group on Friday after school down to the pizza joint. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, we're going to do this two more times in the year. And, you know, if you didn't win that time, that's all right. We're going to zero out the experience points and you'll get another shot. Okay. Those kind of reward systems are also, they're extrinsic. Right. But But, they'll bring along a non-gaming crew pretty easily. Right. And built into the reward is essentially more time spent with your team. Right. 
right? Right. To get to know each other more, to build camaraderie. Right. 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 I mean, that's what it's, that's partly what it's about. That is partly what it's about, you yeah. know. Um, the thoughtfully designed reward systems that work within a game will help you if you decide to take this out of a single session and make a campaign out of it, yes. right? They will help you form systems of rewards, right? Right. And I've talked about this uh, in previous episodes of this podcast, that one of the one of the great motivators is achievements, essentially digital badges. Yep. Right? They have no value in and of themselves. But if you've got these banners that you've made up on right. cardboard, right, and you can put them in front of yourself, right, I am not... I'm not just Adrian Smith. I am Adrian Smith Kingslayer. Yeah. <laughs> I am Professor Adrian Smith. Right. 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 I am I am Adrian Smith who smote Wichita. Right? You know, or whatever. You know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Those kind of things harken back to the previous story. Right. Right? They give your character through line and depth, and players love earning them. Yes. Because they are given a value for their own sake. Right. Right. It's a memory. It's a, yeah, something cool that happened. That's or, right. Yeah. That's right. You know. Um, I also like um, rewards that are things that can make you better. Yeah. Loot. Right? Yeah, loot. Essentially, um, yeah. Yeah, like I've been in my Pathfinder game. I've been saving gold for, oh, a year and a half. Okay. <laughs> So another player could make me a tiara. It's really a headman, but I call it a tiara. That gives me plus two to my wisdom and plus two to my charisma. Done and done. Right? It just makes my character the tiniest bit better. That's right. At what she's already really good at. Right. Right? But that I goes a long way. Forever to get that. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what you want as a kind of long-term motivator. Right, right. Uh, which we'll go into in greater detail in um, uh, in uh, in episode eight, uh, yes. you know, of, the, of 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 this season. Um, our next episode is going to be about leveling, so that's going to take us from adventure sessions into uh, ad- from an adventure session to adventure sessions. Right. Okay. What does it mean to improve a character? Okay. And we'll talk a little bit about all of that as we build into um, the design of a campaign experience. Right. Uh, You know, as we, as we, uh, as we proceed through season three. Yay. Yay. Uh, Tracy, a short one, but you know, this one and the next one are likely to be short because they're very tactical. Right. Right. And then designing a campaign likely to be rather larger. Yes. And folks. And I'm, I'm in the middle of designing a campaign for the third trimester. Can't wait to so can't wait to get to that episode to and talk, talk about, about it. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, and of course, our last episode of the season is going to be our, you know, go play these role playing games. And I've got a half a dozen on my list already that I want to talk about. Are we going to do secret? Like, here's my top five. Here's your top five. And we totally don't tell each other. That's yeah. right. Those are the best. Okay. Because you always steal all my good stuff. 
I don't know. I think our lists are going to be very different. I hope so. I've been playing. I've been playing and reading some really interesting things. Yeah, I just bought a new one at PAX Unplugged. That I, oh, I can't wait. Over break. Yeah. All in time. All right, Trace. See you okay. again soon. Bye. Okay, bye.